clients and liberal relatives. Thank you. Like a warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Good morning, good morning, Professor Ward Scott here in the Warthog Manly Man Cave in the Piney Woods of North Central Florida, Melbourne Law Studio, the only official law firm partner of the University of Florida Gators, protected by crime prevention 24-7-365. Right? You know the deal. And uh, sponsored all the great sponsors we got here. Style Cuts, get your ears set out down there. See my good buddy David uh, Ratliff. And um, R&R Construction will take care of any kind of needs you need. Uh, we got a lot of good people associated with us. Uh, Casio Allstate Insurance, longtime community member, hometown girl, patronize these people who patronize us. And uh, uh, they'll certainly be uh, thankful and uh, that you uh, recognized them. We'll always recognize them. And, um, you know, we got a lot. That call, I'm starting to call um, Friday's show Odds and Ends. I, you know, it kind, of, it kind of makes sense to me because it's the end of the week and you kind of clean up things and you don't have anything in any particular order. Um, I got leaked some information this morning uh, that I'm going to share with you today and production is going to show you in a little bit. Um, and this sort of is a, a group of stories that sort of cluster together that I want to share with you and um, see if we can't uh, keep you informed and, and uh, even somewhat interested, you know, uh, in what we're doing here on the show. Well, you know, the investigator instigator strikes again. Mark Glazer is probably the most successful beep investigator of voter beep in the country. Not much of a doggone budget other than what you all help us out with and your donations. And you know who you are and we thank you. Um, you know, because we have to get public records and dig in this network and other. And yesterday, uh, you know, Mark's work came to fruition again. I'll just pass this along to you. Uh, one fellow known as Derek Robinson, black male, um, went off to the jug. For three more years, he's been in the jug all his life, practically he's a sex offender, and went off to the jug for guess what? Um, voting when he wasn't supposed to vote. Sex offenders can never get their rights restored. And yet, you know, there he goes. Now, his record is really kind of amazing. I just kind of got it here in front of me. Uh, it's from the, uh, um, you know, State Department, State of Florida. <clears throat> this is a career professional criminal. And the reason I bring that up is that the liberal left wants to believe that they just gave these people more of your money then they wouldn't be bad people. And the reason you got money extra to give them is because you're a bad person. Because you probably took it from this person in the first place. Huh? That's the way they think. I'm, I, I'm, I, I tell you, that's the way they think. 
But these guys are, there is such a thing as a criminal mind. There is such a thing as a criminal human being. And it's a business. It's a business. And doing time is part of it. It's called a sheet. And it's like a resume in a regular business. I'm looking at this fellow's sheet. And it goes all the way back to 1999. And it's just the same old story. Burglary. Cocaine. Um, brand theft. A little bit of everything. And yet, somehow, some way, the liberal left believes there must be some button we could push that will straighten this all out of this poor fellow's hapless life. Meanwhile, the court system didn't see it that way. And yesterday, slammed him again with some extra time. And um, it's just going to be what my good buddy, my ex-partner, my great radio co-partner, James Bozeman, used to say, stacking time. So Mr. Derek Robinson, stacking time. He's been stacking time all his life. And, um, you know, there's a couple of things here that raise a flag to the liberal left. A, race, uh, B, woe is me. Don't you think maybe the wrong side of the tracks had something to do with this? And they completely gloss over choices. And by doing this, they insult all the good black folk who don't participate in this behavior. So anyway, I thought I would bring that to your attention uh, that the uh, investigator instigator strikes again. And uh, he's not finished. There is going to be a trial. It's going to be interesting. It's going to mean Barton is going to have to come back. T.J. Pichet is going to have to come back. And the fella is protesting, saying, hey, listen, I never would have done this had you not entrapped me. Well, 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 there you go. Uh, He says, how did I get the opportunity to vote in the first place? Well, well, well. You came to the jug. I'm just looking for the show here. You came for the to the jug and invited me to vote. So what else am I to assume about that? Uh, you know, this is the way it works. I'm to vote. And then I vote. And you turn around and tell me that, um, hey, man, you shouldn't have done that. You're uh, going to have to go down here and answer in the court. And he says, not so fast, my friends, not so fast. I'm going to go down here and um, let uh, my liar present a different point of view here. And that is that uh, perhaps you all entrapped me, right? Uh, Maybe you got me thinking about doing something I would never would have done myself. At least let's bring it out in the court. Uh, Let's let somebody listen to my side of the story. That's going to be interesting. That's going to come up in about a month. So we're going to keep your... uh, keep you aware of that, that that's happening. And uh, hopefully you'll be uh, interested in how that works out. We are. You know, some odds and ends. I'm going to collect this up and talk about it. It's going to take me a while to explain how I feel about this. 
But it started off with an uh, article that our partner Jennifer Cabrera in Elantra uh, Chronicle put uh, put out today, uh, talking about once again the GPD canine unit selection process this time. Now you know, let me let me just say that you've seen because we had excellent help on this. The behavior of the black racist female, loudmouth, who crashed a public meeting, a canine supposedly meeting, where supposedly before the weak need police department could make a decision, GPD police department, could make a decision about the canine. They had to go out into the public. And along came the notorious black racist. I'm not even going to dignify her with a name. Screaming and shouting, being her usual self. It's the same black racist that goes all the way back to the days of interfering with the traffic stop on her son, who sped through a school zone, and ASO couldn't get him out of the car. He called his mama, and she came and threw a fit, and Sadie Darnell caved and showed it all on video. And I don't know if the little devil, we, we've traced him. He's still out running around somewhere. <clears throat> so this canine thing has been unduly complicated simply to placate the black racists. Meanwhile, we have a canine unit with the Lockdown Sheriff's Office, and they have taken up the slack and are covering GPD's butt on any canine requests they have, which they have. The request and need for the canine dogs does not stop because of a loudmouth black racist. Now, let's talk about um, the situation that is going on with law enforcement, which is tough enough with the black racist making some successful, I don't want to use the word successful, but effective techniques on limiting the professionalism or questioning the professionalism of law enforcement. And it's all over the country. It's all over the country. And it's been magnified with the George Floyd thing. Now, you know, the thing that's always bothered me about George Floyd, and I've told this story before, George Floyd went into that grocery store, 7-Eleven, all, and these are all always owned by foreigners in these tough parts of towns. White guys don't own them. People from India or Iran or places like that own these places. For one thing, the blacks can't leverage them on white guilt because they ain't white. And these people are pretty smart, and they've gone into these places in town, and they own these things. So this was owned by a fella, I believe from the Middle East, but he had a black young man working the cash register. 
And the black young man looked across the counter at Floyd. And Floyd was so big, and the kid is in awe of athletes, as he should be, asked Floyd, you know, what sport he played, what team he played for. He played pro football. Floyd sort of mumbled to the effect that, yeah, he played pro something, but I think it was basketball. Because I think the guy did have some basketball talent. So that kind of enamors the kid. And Floyd hands this young man. Now, mind you, they're of the same race, Floyd and the man, the young kid behind the counter. A $20 bill that turns out to be bogus. For whatever it is that Floyd bought, I can't remember. So Floyd takes the purchase and goes outside with it. Well, the owner of the shop comes along and takes a look at the $20 bill because he ain't no fool. And he says, why didn't you look at this? It's phony. It's counterfeit. You go back out there and get, a, get real money from this guy or I'm going to take the money out of your salary, which is pretty customary. The kid <clears throat> goes outside. Floyd, as life would have it, is still sitting in the car outside with one of his henchmen. Buddy, he is in shotgun seat. The kid goes up, politely asks, hey, you know, the store owner, the man for whom I work, says this is coming out of my pocket. Would you please give me real money? This is never, ever, <clears throat> to my knowledge, been in a paper. Any paper, anywhere. And the shotgun writer, I don't think it was Floyd himself, but it was his double sitting in the shotgun seat, takes the $20 bill, tears it up, and throws it on the pavement at the kid's feet. And never pays the bill. This guy, Floyd, has become a national hero. <clears throat> he was a cheap thief who knew what he was doing. The story has been stolen by the black races. It's been stolen and turned into a monument it hasn't stopped. So now on comes a canine story here for GPD. There is a picture. I've seen it. Of Bradley, the victim's eye with a stick through it. You've never seen it. I bet. It's never been put out in the public. And there's no tissue torn around the eye that indicates a dog jaw would have done the damage to the eye. Lots of people have looked at this. So now along comes the process of supposedly a GPD selecting the people for a new canine unit. Mind you, the sheriff is covering 
the city's butt right now with their canine unit, the sheriff's canine unit. Well, there is a controversy because one of the guys who was selected was one of the guys apparently who had taken the picture of the eye on a cell phone, his personal cell phone. And not put that into evidence and not violated GPD policy. Now, there's no mention of the Fraternal Order of Police here. I'm going to get to this about unions. There's no mention about FOP, at least in Jennifer's article. So the finding was investigating about, investigated according to Jennifer, from our intellectual chronicle. You can read it. And this guy Miller received corrective action, correction action. He formed a, in a form of a written warning. This is called an internal investigation, an IA investigation. What do you read into this? And don't read too much other than the facts. The facts are there is a picture that at least alleges to dispute the story that's acceptable to the ones who want to paint the cops in a certain light and paint the victims in a certain light. You can fill in those colors. So here we go into the difficulty of operating as a professional law enforcement person in a climate where it's become politically expedient to play the race card all the time. I applaud Jennifer for writing about this, for publicizing it, for making the community aware of it. You won't see this in the Gainesville sunset. Now, let's hearken over to what I've been covering for quite a while here. Let me just look at my notes. I've got piles of them. The recent discussion about Alachua County Sheriff's Office. And, you know, I don't need to bring you up the date. I don't think you probably know it. The PBA, the Police Benevolence Association, got involved and wanted to claim that these guys' rights who had been reassigned or disciplined by the sheriff, and it wasn't the sheriff that was the supervisors of these guys. The sheriff only did what the supervisors recommended. And they didn't particularly like it. So one of them goes public with the complaint. And public, I mean, goes out on Facebook and schmears 
the sheriff, the, the actual sheriff, and uses the F-bomb, puts his badge number down, doesn't care who knows it, is pretty aggressive about it. And the report blames the sheriff for not only rearranging this man's discipline for what he did, but basically all the arrangements that this particular complainer didn't like. Now, to put this in a perspective for you, here's an analogy. And this is based on a true story. And you've got one, too. I know a person who did business with a firm here in town. I'm not going to give you the name of the firm or anything like that. But I'm going to tell you the dynamics of the situation you identify with. This person trusted this It was an air conditioning firm. Well, the discussion is that the air conditioning unit wasn't working properly and it needed new lines, but the lines were in the slab. So new lines would have to be run through the attic. And the air conditioner was decided was old. So while you're running new lines through the attic, let's put in a new air conditioner. So the customer said, let's put in a new air conditioner and run the lines to the attic. Well, lo and behold, the air conditioner got put in, but the lines didn't get run through the attic, but the customer paid and later discovered that the lines had not gone through the attic. My point here is the customer did not go out to Facebook and Schmier, the owner of the business. <clears throat> the owner of the business had nothing to do with it. The owner of the business had employees. The employees screwed up. But let's say that the customer who found out that the employees had not followed the owner's Directions had smeared the owner on Facebook rather than going to the owner and saying, hey, did you know this happened? And can you work it out? Which is what happened, actually, what happened. The customer went to the owner and said, hey, man, did you know these guys did this? Oh, man, what do you think the owner thought? Wow. But it was never done on Facebook. Never. This guy did it on Facebook. Criticized, in effect, the sheriff, the owner, if you will, of the Alachua County Sheriff's Office. If you don't like an elected official, you vote the elected official in or out. But this is one more thing that gets thrown into this complication. 
You've got the black racists over here. Where's the picture of the stick in the eye? Well, we don't see it. There's a story that needs to be told a certain way in order to do what? Get the cops. There's a story that needs to be told a certain way in order to do what? Get the sheriff. They go get a liar, Booby Franks, to help them. Furthermore, <clears throat> furthermore, they go get the state attorney to help them. This happened in Marion County. This happened in Marion County to a sheriff there. The point is, there's a process for this. The sheriff dispute, and I've studied all the records with the personnel, could have been resolved internally. And by the way, if the sheriff of Elantra County had followed Judge Kimes' orders, okay, and had this review, the review still could have come out on the side of the sheriff. Because the guy did, and I've looked at it, criticize the sheriff personally on Facebook rather than internal. Like the person could have done to the owner of the business whose employees didn't do what the owner, because it's the owner that's going to get the blame. If one of these characters who is a deputy goes out and does something crazy, the sheriff gets the blame. If one of these characters or GPD actually sick the dog on the man to take his eye out, the the deputy, the officer gets the blame. Do you know why? Because the GPD chiefs get a different storyline, do they not, than the sheriff gets. Uh, you know, there it is. Do you realize that the Alachua County Sheriff is the first black sheriff in the history of Alachua County? Have you thought about that? Is that black sheriff supposed to be knuckled under? the way these black chiefs are for the GPD. Tony Jones went out and helped make that rap session happen on homecoming weekend. Nothing ever happened on that. Nothing ever happened on that. There was a shooting there. there was, it was organized by felons. And the chief of police was there making the thing happen. Nothing ever happened.
I'm going to extend my bottom of the hour break here and show you a story about the Marion County Sheriff. Now, I've been watching Sheriff Billy Woods. I've known him for a long time. And he did something yesterday that I thought, really? Are you kidding me? He knuckled under, a lot of people think, to the black racists who came and said, in the streets, arrest that woman who shot that black woman through the door. Now, that black woman trespassed. Don't, get, don't, don't forget that. That black woman who got shot trespassed, went up to the door. At any rate, he did that. That's one thing. He did arrest the woman. But then he said it was a killing, and he hoped, and this, he went off and editorialized about why he did the arrest. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa here. A sheriff arrests the state attorney charges. Huh? He, the sheriff, Billy Woods, is not, not the sheriff, the judge, and the jury of that situation in Ocala. But I think the case can be made if I were the liar for that woman, and she only has a public defender, that he, Billy Wood's comments tainted the jury pool. Now, on top of that, this morning, I get a tip about Sheriff Billy Woods that I did not know. I'm going to ask production to show this. Sheriff Billy Woods and his wife were caught turkey hunting over bait in a ground blind in Madison County on April 2nd, 2021. The person who... Hold on, we'll just a second. The person who leaked this to me knows law enforcement and told me the following. I'll read it to you. Asked me if I was aware of the incident where Sheriff Billy Woods failed to report to Marion County people that he got caught turkey hunting illegally with his wife in a northern county and got sighted. And this is a member of law enforcement who remains anonymous, says then he should have been arrested and taken to jail with his guns and vehicle compounded. It is on the officer's video. Well, guess what? That video is on YouTube, and we're going to run it for you, the first four minutes of it. Let's run a production.
I didn't want to leave y'all just down here not knowing. Um, I got a call in to my captain. You know Jay Russell, don't you? Major Russell? Okay. Yeah, I got a call in to him. I got to wait and see what kind of direction we got to go. Um, what is it? Well, it is a misdemeanor. So, so um, I did write her a warning, okay? So, just a warning. <laughs> There's that. You don't have to do anything with that. It's just documented that um, if in the future if you're caught again, it'll be a different route, but I don't think that's going to be an issue. But that's just a warning. Uh, I feel like it's probably going to be the same route, but I don't know that for sure. I just... When we deal with someone like a sheriff, we have to go through a chain of command. <clears throat> Sorry to put you in that spot. It's all right, man. I've been, well, I don't know. everybody this spot. It's me who turkey hunts. <laughs> not even him. <laughs> Opening weekend. Well, who was calling? I me. call. For you well, call? I call. When yeah. They, yeah, I call. Well, who was calling when I was walking up? It was me. Yeah, it was you. Yeah. Well, um. See, I think over a week in a turkey season, I encountered an FBI agent. Aren't you scared? I told him, I'm scared about what he does for a living. I can't imagine being your wife that you walk up on blinds that people have no idea you're coming. With well, I'm not even sure y'all were in there until I, I heard the call. I, I assumed y'all were in there because I could see the turkeys. But, no, I try to approach from the back. So I was it's, gonna say, that was and I try to announce myself before I get to it, you know. Right. But yeah, nothing's safe. But no. I try to be as safe as possible. In the middle of the I woods. try to keep trees between me, you know. Yeah. But somebody's got to do it, I guess. I told him he's a sheriff. I go, I wouldn't want you doing this. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want to do his job. I wouldn't want it either, though. Not even a deputy. I've been in law enforcement 22 years, and I'm, I'm ready to do something different. A lot of people are saying that, and it's sad. Okay, we ran that video for you because that's a pretty dramatic video. Uh, you hear some things going on there which uh, uh, are really kind of candid. And you hear Sheriff Billy Wood's wife try to really give, I think, uh, the fishing game guy a little bit of guilt, saying you should have let us know you're coming up there. What do you mean? You mean you would have fired at the guy? Let me tell you something about fishing game guys. They are some tough, tough dudes. They do the most dangerous law enforcement work in, in the woods, huh? Working on poachers and the like. I've never met one who wasn't a really sharp guy. I know the ones who work my area here, and buddy, they are dang good at what they do. Now, that's the sheriff of Marion County, the current sheriff of Marion County. The tip I got this morning was that that was covered up completely until somebody got the report and the Ocala Gazette ran the article uh, that I have here now uh, talking about this 
couple of years after it happened. So the body camera is very clear. Um, the confrontation is very clear. And yet Billy Woods is down there painting the jury pool. And maybe on the break, if I can round that up, that that uh, press maybe production. I don't want to give production too much to do. Uh, I want to round maybe wake it up. But before we take a break here, I got the phone lines open. By the way, back to my point, Mr. Frank Williams uh, on January twelfth uh, went out and uh, had a long diatribe here, as if he were going after the owner of a business for what the employees had done. Okay. Be right back on the Ward Scott Files with the Ward's weather, and we'll have the phone lines open. Although the owner of Lewis Oil Company maintains she is 29, Lewis Oil turns 60 years old in June. Chevron would like to recognize the North Florida second-generation family-owned business, celebrating its growth and staying power. Lewis Oil Company maintains significant on-hand supplies, strategically located fuel depots, a delivery fleet, on-site service, fuel card locks, and convenience stores. Lewis Oil Company understands its responsibility in the local economy by providing service and delivery on demand and in crisis. As a first responder for 18 Florida counties and the southeast from Texas to Virginia, we are proud of this rare accomplishment. Lewis Oil delivers. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. The Ward Scott Files Gold sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On the Spot Dry Cleaners, RR Construction, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Ward Scott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Or that very much surprises me that you've never been tased. You can't handle the truth! All bees poop. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! All right, Ward's Weather Report. Brought to you by Lewis Oil. Lewis Oil, a fossil fuel gasoline service. Use them. Nothing wrong with fossil fuel. You know this climate change is a hoax. So um, 
well, 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 they're really suffering and they're blaming it on climate change, but inhaling the smoke uh, from Canada. And, you know, the president, oh, Uncle Joe gets out there and doesn't miss an opportunity to blame it on the climate. Meanwhile, right now, we're at high 70s and we'll go up to the low 90s here in the piney woods of north central Florida. But, uh, you know, the smoke in Canada coming down has nothing to do with the climate. It has to do with control burns or, in some cases, accidental fires and the way the wind. They've been going on forever. And uh, we had one here across the uh, pastures yesterday from the uh, command center here in the San Falasco hammock. Huge control burn. Uh, smoke going up all over the place. So where we get in trouble with these forests is when the public lands are not taken care of. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we're going to get some rain here, hopefully. And uh, uh, we officially are in the middle of a hurricane season. So right now, the tropical Atlantic world is dormant. Uh, we have never had, by the way, a named the first named storm. I didn't know this until I was looking up the weather things. We've never had a first named storm hit the uh, United States mainland in the history of hurricanes since we've been watching them. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, we are right now, uh, production is looking, and if I'd been on the ball, I'd had this ready. Oh, we got it. We got it. We're going to show you. I, I'm on, uh, production has found the place where. doing the show. I'm talking to production right now about it, but uh, uh, we'll find it. If we, if I leave him alone, we'll find it. We've got the phone line open. If you want to jump in here, I see some of you guys. I know a lot of you listen are law enforcement guys and I'm a law enforcement guy, but I'm a also, um, you know, I want, I want everybody to stay in their lane. You know, I don't want the political world to corrupt the professional law enforcement world. And, and, but, you know, it, it does. It always does. It um, it seems like it can't um, stop doing it. Um, so the uh, odds and ends today, that's what we're talking about. And um, while I uh, mess around here in wild production, maybe can find that for us, uh, the actual audio of Sheriff Billy Woods saying what he said um, about the the world of, of um, how to go criminal justice and all that. This is an AP article I think is pretty interesting. If you do find it, production, just interrupt me and I'll, I'll stop. Or if a phone call, call comes in. Um, you wonder, you, you've heard the old saying, well, why fight them? Why not join them? And it appears as if the Republican Party, I don't know if we got Tim Martin watching right now or not. I thought I saw him a little bit ago. Um, actually deciding, yeah, I see Tim was on there anyway. We've got the Republican Party actually deciding to join them. The Republican Party, according to AP, is coming out of Atlanta. 
is poised to launch an aggressive get-out-the-vote campaign for 2024 that employs the same strategies that the Democrats have used for years. And what have those strategies been? Ballot harvesting. Ballot harvesting. That's essentially what they have been. And we have been covering this. Um, Republicans have decided, according to this AP article, that this shift in strategy is needed to ensure GOP victories. And by that, they mean they're going to have to go out, whereas before they've fought against these ballot harvesting laws, and you know what they are, Zuckerberg waiting in there and proliferating absentee ballots. Now, you have that production? Want me to break for it? We're going to break for this thing here and let you see it. She's here on our campus here. She's being there. My detectives are finishing up with some interviews with her at this time. And then once they have concluded, she will be escorted into the county jail. And is her name being released yet? At this moment, no, it's not. But here soon it will be. And it'll be out there in a press release that my PIOs are about to give out. And can you tell me what was it that determined uh, she did shoot this woman and that it was not an act of self-defense? You know, the whole time we had only one side of the story, okay? We know that she shot through the door. Um, Of course, on her side of the story, she makes claims that her life was being threatened. And the way the laws are written in this state, and this is what people need to understand, is our hands are tied in law enforcement in these cases where we are instructed that we cannot make their arrests because we have to rule out whether the, the, um, the shooting was justified or unjustified. So one of the biggest things is the interview of witnesses, and, and some of our witnesses were the mother's kids. And obviously, we were not going to interview them that night after watching their mother be shot and killed. Okay? So we did it in, on Monday morning so that they sat down with counselors. They didn't, it wasn't my investigators, it's to do this the right way so that they can sit down and the counselors can talk to them to get the children to talk. And they did. And we got a bigger picture, and we got the full picture. And a lot of the hard work of my detectives wanted to ensure that we closed all the loopholes so that that she would not have a defense of using stand-the-ground law. And this is not a stand-the-ground, okay? Let me make that clear. This was not. And and this it was an unjustified shooting of Miss Owen, and she's arrested for it. And uh, what was it like for you to see the protests, to see the emotions so high, saying, why hasn't there been an arrest yet? You know, it's, it's frustrating internally because there's so much information like myself, us CAOs and law enforcement have. We know the direction is going and we can't give out information. And it's difficult because here's the truth. Did we want to make the arrest that night? Absolutely we did. There's no doubt about it. It's tragic when we see somebody that just shoots through a door and shoots another. Tragic when we see somebody that just shoots. That really, uh, 
is not the same one where he came out and editorialized, but he did a pretty good job there. I'm going to give credit where credit's due. He did talk about interviewing the kids and then making a decision. So um, I will have to, um, uh, uh, you know, factor that into the whole decision-making process. But um, he is right. There's a fine line here he's got to walk on standing ground. But whenever you come out and after you make this arrest, you say later on in another interview, which we don't have evidently, that uh, he's a little stronger. And I'll try to bring that up and let you see it because I don't want to be unfair to Billy. Um, or the sheriffs or even our current sheriff or current um, law enforcement uh, chief at GPD. The the thing that is concerning is the political interference uh, by the race baiters. And I, I do think there's another tape that shows the interference of that in this case. Um, but there are uh, uh, situations here that uh, make it uh, like the one with the Terrell Bradley eye. That's just a little bit, uh, you know, questionable about how things get involved in the decisions we make. Now, what I was talking about here, um, and I'll try to find that myself and give you another view of it, um, is uh, this change in strategy by um, um, the Republican Party on how it's going to run its election. And really, it's interesting because DeSantis has been asked about this, and he said, well, I don't want to operate with one hand tied behind my back, meaning we got to do the same things they do or we're not going to have a chance. So look for a different campaign strategy uh, coming up in 2024. Um, and that is going to be um, interesting to see, okay, you want to play the game that way. We'll play the game that way too. And it all involves a definition of ballot harvesting, which is to, um, you know, get out there early and ballot harvesting the problem with it. It's very difficult to ensure uh, the um, um, credibility of the vote. But that's 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 if you can't do it, I guess you got to join them. Gallup has put out a poll. This is going to be interesting in how this election works out. Um, the apparently, according to Gallup, the pendulum is swinging back, and more Americans this year are conservative or saying they're conservative on social issues by quite a big percentage than they did in 2022. Uh, this liberal thing, uh, this woke thing. Uh, this uh, uh, whole agenda of the left to open the borders and pack the cities with uh, uh, undocumented immigrants, all that is beginning to backfire. And so the increase in conservative identification on social issues over the past uh, measurable times that Gallup's been looking uh, has been coming through as one one of the largest increases, uh, 60% uh, in 2021, is 74% today. And even the independents are going up from 24 to 29%. The Democrats have not changed. They're right there stuck where they are. Um, they are uh, still the ideologically driven party that um, simply um, doesn't want to be compromising about anything that it uh, wants to advocate for and doesn't listen in spite of the word liberal, they're closed-minded. So uh, when the Americans, according to Gallup, were asked to describe their views on economic issues, 44% of them identified as very conservative, uh, 33% identified as moderately conservative, and only 21% as liberal. Now, 
Uh, this is a significant measurable uh, characteristic now of the voter block coming up. And um, um, Americans have been consistently more likely to say they're conservative on economic issues, especially. So uh, Biden and the debt ceiling discussion and all that and smoke and mirrors is not really going across cons- convincingly to uh, the American public, voting public. The bottom line, evidently, according to Gallup, is that uh, for the, most of the past eight years, uh, Americans were uh, a little more likely to say quite a bit, really, that they were liberal rather conservative on social issues. But this year, it's shifted. And the shift is mostly due to increasing social conservatism among Republicans at a time when these social issues like transgender rights and abortion and other hot button things are prominent in the national debates. Um, climate change and all those distractions and um, trying to take your eye off the off the target uh, don't seem to be appreciated by the voting public the way uh, they have been in the past. The uh, um, when the when when the public is asked about their overall political views without any reference to social or economic issues, forty uh, percent of them say they have conservative views, thirty one percent moderate, and twenty six liberal. So the overall ideological identification uh, is uh, less uh, conservative, uh, less uh, liberal than it, and, and much more conservative. I guess that's hopeful. And when you put that in with the, uh, you put that in with the decision to change the voting harvesting ballot strategy, uh, you've got uh, you've got a change in uh, in what we're what, what what we maybe got coming up. It's such a crowded field in the Republican side, but still more and more when you listen to national conversations, you hear DeSantis's name, the one, and of course now. This is this, this absolute pursuit of Trump. That's their strategy. They, uh, if you read it a, a particular way, the Trump people read it. They're after Trump because he's the most dangerous. He's the one that would pull the rug out from under the deep state. So if you read it and hopefully it's not true, hopefully it's a sinister kind of view of our institutions. But if, if they are true, then we have got all of our public institutions of justice corrupted in order to get a political target. It's um, most uh, most interesting in that respect because it's um, not correctable. When you've got Brennan and you've got Comer, uh, you've got all these people, all these staffers, and you got the president up there in the Oval Office feeding them and them feeding him. And you got the media involved. You've got a pretty tough situation to overcome. It's a very tough situation to overcome. Um, the uh, the uh, problem is maybe you can do something about it. And uh, maybe we're not going to uh, be able to. Um, Hopefully, change. I don't see the media changing much. I really don't. The Orlando Sentinel, to include here with you as a paper about uh, 
article in paper about a Republican state attorney who has declined to prosecute voter fraud cases, voter beat cases. Uh, this is no doubt on Ron DeSantis' uh, uh, radar. Um, this is the office of state attorney Bill Gladson, uh, whose district includes the villages and five Republican counties. And uh, he's not prosecuting voter beep. Uh, that is not sitting well uh, with even the Orlando Sentinel, which has written about it and published it recently. I think we've probably got no callers on the phone line, so we'll shut that down. I uh, appreciate that. That uh, is always available to you on Friday if you want to talk about it. Uh, there is a conversation that uh, so Billy Woods had with the press. That's a little different from the one we showed. I do. If, if the one I saw is accurate, that's a pretty good one. So it's a very difficult situation. I don't know what, how it's going to turn out in, in the Ocala thing, but I do feel pretty certain it's not the last of these situations where, um, um, you know, the race card is played in attempts to sort out justice. It's, it's, um, it's a weird, it's a weird situation, but that's what's happening right now. And that's how it's working. So appreciate production stepping up and at the last minute trying to find some things. Uh, and appreciate you bearing with this analysis. It's simply my analysis, but I do think that there is something to it uh, when you think about the analogy of a, a business being criticized for what its employees have done and the owner uh, just doing the owner's job. Have a great weekend, and be sure you watch the NBA playoffs. They are exciting right now. Oklahoma won the softball World Series. Uh, they have won it three years in a row now. Pretty powerful, great pitching, great program. And uh, we'll hope the best for our University of Florida bunch in the future. Have a great weekend. Warthog Command Center out.